Welcome to the Splash Assassin Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley, and today we are here to recap Jeff Lewis Live for the week of February 5th of February 9th, motherfuckers. But first, we have a Jill Zarin update. Jill Zarin. It stinks and not in a good way. <laughs> what an icon that lady is. All right, so mensch. What a mensch she is. So... Last week, she mentioned, she mentioned that she had all these other projects going on besides the offers Bravo was putting on the table. Like, oh, come film Real Housewives of Ultimate Throw Up, Ultimate Rugged, Rugged, Ultimate Girls Trip. Also, I know that I mentioned this before, how I re- it really needs to be renamed. Like, it makes no sense, right? Because Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, what a fucking mouthful. Girls and housewives cancel each other out. You know, we don't need to mention twice. Mention it all. We don't need to mention everything about, like, uh, the Real Housewives mothers, sisters, lovers, friends, uh, girls, females. Like, we don't need every single adjective to describe them so you already said that they're housewives great we don't need to then reiterate with girls so it should really i decided it should be real housewives ultimate vacation because then you can take it anywhere vacation in dorinda's haunted mansion vacation in some airbnb that you tell us was allegedly on the show 10 years ago for one season and we're supposed to remember and be like oh my god they're at the same villa oh my god that's so cool the nostalgia of it all give me a break give me a break i barely remember my fucking grandma's name all right sorry grandma pearl um yeah so it's just real housewives ultimate vacation because i like the v i like the v for vagina it's just <laughs> V is for vagina. Um, no, but it's for a lot of things. V for victory day. Oh no, I don't want to celebrate any bombings. Oh my God. Why did I even talk about this? Because of Jill Zarin, right? So she was saying last week she didn't do Real Housewives Ultimate Vacation (laughs) rebrand because she had other projects on the table. Now, since then, since then, Jill Zarin, the little ginger herself, the ginger queen has been popping up all around my different media platforms, just like she told us she would. But I've been going to the gym lately. I don't, that's why I'm like extra on one today. Cause I don't know. I finally have some endorphins swimming around my body. <laughs> oh, it's been too long, but You guys, I could literally go on, I could have an entire episode every single week just on my rants about the gym. Don't even get me started, but I like to be in front of the Food Network television screen. And so Jill, fucking Jill Zarin popped up the other day on this little challenge show. I was like, what the Jill? What are you doing over on the Food Network? Then there was a commercial for this HBO reality show. HBO reality show. I like the way that rolled off the tongue. The Tungay, Bengay. Um, no, and so it was. She, it's Jill. Jill was on this uh, serving the Hamptons HBO. So she's on HBO. She's on the Food Network. I was like, look at you go, you little mensch. Love ya. Um, and but it was just so funny that I saw her randomly. Also, today, there was this girl who, because the TV screens are right, the way they're placed, like the bodybuilders are right beneath them. So I'm trying to watch the TV, but sometimes my eyes need to rest because obviously my head has to be at a tilt. It has to be at a tilt to see the screen. If they rest at a, just at a natural level, I'm just staring at the bodybuilders and which I don't mind. I don't mind a lot of the time, but I don't want to be a little creep McGeep. And so... This girl today, she was doing lunges or whatever, squats. I don't fucking, I'm not a bodybuilder. And so I looked down her. I thought she was fucking naked. I'm not sure. I thought she was naked. I thought we were about to have a viral moment that all the other gyms have been having. But this girl, she had leggings that were the exact same color as her skin tone. (laughs) So when she squatted, I thought I saw her mid squat and she was like, I thought her ass was bursting out 
at the scene. Like they were there. It was just it was a sight to be seen. Now I will say on the spectrum of sexuality, I really wish that I was more on the spectrum, <laughs> but I'm unfortunately not for me because guys can be the worst, but I unfortunately do love them. And so the max on the spectrum I get though, is like girls butts. Like I feel like any, butt. it doesn't matter your gender. A butt is a butt. Even if a fucking gorilla pack of gorillas walked by and one gorilla had a bigger ass, I'm staring at that gorilla. Okay. And you know that gorilla can get it, bitch. She can fucking get it. Meet me in the cage later, baby. We gonna rumble all night. Ew, I'm kidding. That's bestiality. I don't think I need endorphins. I don't think they're good for me. They make me say weird shit. No, but, um, so this girl's body, she was like Kim Kardashian, but all natural. And so I just couldn't stop staring at her ass. And, and I don't know why I'm telling you guys that, but... But it's just, don't we all love a good ass? Okay, um, let's just move the fuck on. Let's move the fuck on to Monday's episode. We had Liz Roman, Michael Hitchcock, bitch. Talk about loving men, all right? It's not Michael Hitch vagina now, is it? Okay, Michael Hitch that cock right on over here, baby. No, I'm <laughs> Jokes. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to stop working out after this episode. This has confirmed it for me. Okay, so... Jeff starts off by letting us know on Sundays, Sundays, there's a big Insta post. So Jeff, every single week, he basically sends out a media release via his Instagram stories <laughs> where he posts the lineup of guests that are coming up for the week. So he read us a comment that one fellow listener left for him, Margaret. She told Jeff, and I quote, get your shit together, dick sucker. <laughs> She must have been a splash of sasser. Um, because last week I may have told Jeff to choke on a cock. I don't know. But in my defense, I thought it was, I, it was something that he loves, okay? If you told me to go choke on a kitten, I'd be like, that's the cutest thing ever. I would love to. So I thought if I told Jeff to choke on something he loves, then he would think it was cute too. Just And he proved that because later in the week he says uh, how he loves Crystal Minkoff now because she told him to that he was a cocksucker. I don't, there's something about like the word cock. Michael knows this. He knows this because he gets to say it on the daily with his fucking name. This is why we live in such a patriarchy. I did not mean to get on this rant, but here the fuck I am. I'm going to climb my filthy mouth right up to that soapbox. Okay, no. So let's go over some major companies that we all know. Dicks, sporting goods. Sure, but dicks. Cocks, communications. BJ's Wholesale Club. BJ's. Do you want to go have BJ's for dinner? Like, it's just, it's so fucked up. And there's no counterparts to it. Like, the women, we, the girls, we get lost in translation. There's no, let's go to vagina sporting goods. Let's go to pussy pop to eat, to get ice cream. Like, I don't fucking know. But I just want to see more representation. If we have to say Cox, if fucking Michael Hitchcock, are you joking? Again, there is no last name. That's unless I don't, but is there a pussy? Is there a pussy out there? Anybody? I don't know. A vagine, a vagine, actually Vanina, Vanina, Jeff's old assistant. She has one of the closest names to a vagina that I've ever heard. And I love her name, Vanina. And so, so we need more Vaninas in the world and Vanina needs to open up a bunch of some type of what's it called when you have a franchise for, she needs to franchise something so we can, have the word vanina around dicks and cocks and BJ's. So then on JLL, we talk about the Trump horror film that Jeff is going to be funding and Liz Rome will be directing, uh, you know, a classic whodunit where people just keep dying off. Okay, so I know last week we talked about White Lotus and the gay cruise, how there should be a cruise episode of White Lotus. Scratch that. Scratch! That's going to be the new setting for the fucking Trump horror film. A gay cruise and the Trump, that should, that is the setting. That is the setting for the Trump horror film, okay? Say no more. The amount of shit that could go on on that gay cruise, it would be so fucking fun to like have it all be like, 
dicks, BJ's cocks, all of that. And like Michael Hitchcock, all of that. And then all of a sudden, eh, eh, like somebody's cock ends up in the buffet. And you're like, what the fuck? Am I having eggs a la Francais or eggs a la Frank's cock? Because I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Uh, yeah, like all of a sudden, people's bu- people start dying off, and then um, the chefs at the on the gay cruise they start boiling, like feeding feeding the other gay cruise members their gay friends that just died. Well, you know, maybe we'll leave the writing to the Liz and all the professionals, but I would love to be a consultant. So hit me the fuck up. But don't hit me because I'm a fuck up. Okay, so Jeff kept on mentioning the rain in L.A. The rain in Spain made everyone insane. Okay, so I guess everyone's been complaining. But Jeff's like, it's a fucking normal drizzle on the ride to work. Like, why is everyone saying this is like historic shit going on? (laughs) Meanwhile, the headlines I saw that day, these are two legit headlines that were actually in the news. The first one. L.A. gets 75% of its annual rainfall in five days, triggering 120 mudslides. 120 mudslides. I don't, does it mudslide around where you live? I don't, sure as fuck, that's not a normal drizzle for us, okay? But also mudslides sound like the most fun thing. Like take a regular slide, a playground slide, add some mud to it. I'm literally just like a little pig. I just want to be a pig on a farm rolling around. <laughs> Oh, that'd be the life. Um, But yeah, just a mudslide sounds kind of fun, actually. I know that the California ones are like devastating and ruin people's homes and livelihood. But if it was a controlled mudslide, I'm just saying, bring a sled, a mudslide. Okay, the other headline said, Southern California braces for more flooding from one in a 1,000 year rainfall events. <laughs> So I know that the media likes to be dramatic with their headlines, but uh, Jeff was taking the opposite approach of dramatizing the rainfall. And he was, what did they say? Minimizing? Minimizing shit? You're good at that, Jeff. But um, love ya. Okay, moving on to Tuesday's episode. We had Fortune Feemster, the motherfucking Weemster, getting on your knee, And Megan Weaver. And Gretchen Wieners. Okay, so we start today by talking again, again, about the tiny little drizzles coming from the skies. It's raining men, hallelujah. It is raining men, technically, because if the raindrops are causing destruction and men like to cause destruction, then you could say that men are like rain. That makes perfect sense in my logic brain. All right, so we find out that Fortune drove her Range Rover into work today. Sounds more like a Rain Rover, if you ask me. A Rain Rover! But I'm bump! <laughs> All right, we'll leave uh, the jokes to the professional, Miss Feemsta. Miss Feemsta, can I get you some help, Miss Feemsta? Now, Jeff talks about how I guess people were getting swept away by the ocean from the tiny drizzles he said were coming from the sky. And he was like, yeah, it annoys the shit out of me because. why are people going to the ocean right now? Like they're obviously going to need to be rescued. And my brother is a paramedic and now he has to save all the dopes that do that shit. Dopes? All the dopes? I just, (laughs) there's something about that word. It's because my parents use it and they're much closer to Jeff's age than I am. And so I think it's, I think it died down. Like I don't hear a lot of people my age being like, what a dope. Dope, dope. It just sounds uh, like put a dope on a rope. I don't know. It just, I don't. So, um, yeah, but I love that he still uses it. It's cute. It's cute. So my question for Jeff Lewis is, I get that your brother is a paramedic and he has to rescue the dopes, but was he ever a dope himself? Was Is he a reformed dope that now saves the other dopes? Because... I have a family member who was the biggest fucking dope on a rope that you could ever fill with soap. Like he was a nightmare on ice and I've never seen somebody do a complete 180 like that. Like from your childhood to adulthood, he's now turned into like the saint of the family and he's a paramedic as well. EMT's in nursing school right now and is 
the set but he was the biggest he was he would be the person to get swept away and so i just want to know like do people grow up and half of them are like i just want to save the dopes out there and the other halves are like i was a dope and now i want to save the dopes too like either way i get the paramedic you want to save the dopes but um i, I kind of do like saying the word dope now that i said it so much i do like dopey from snow white like that is my cutest dwarf friend Snow White and the Seven Little People. Okay, so um, Jim Thompson. Jim Thompson's here. Okay, all right. Way to make yourself known, bud. He was so keen to get behind the mic. So keen, unlike the real keen, Kean, Kean, the ex-employee who would only film for Hollywood House Lift and not JLL, you little rascal. You little rascal. Thinking he can slip her away from us like that? Slither on out of here? Um... No, but Jim Thompson, let's be real. Jim, 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 Jim Bob, Jimbo, Jim Bean. You're the real Jill Zarin, all right, babe? I I know there's a bevy machine in the office, so maybe you should get yourself a drink because you're the real thirsty bitch. I'm sorry. He just loves being around. He loves being known, a presence on JLL. And it's like, scram. Scr who the fuck are you? You're a suits. You're one of the suits. You're one of the corporate people. Get the, go back to your fucking office. But we do know that some letters in Jim Thompson's name are switched around for privacy reasons, of course, of course, which doesn't really protect much privacy since Jameson's recent HR, well, first of all, since Jeff usually fucks it up and says their real name anyways, but also Jameson's recent HR training taught us that any identifying factors are a no-no. Suck a dick, HR training. Suck a choke on a cock, HRers. No, I'm, I'm kidding. It's just fun to say. Um, but Jeff was like, look, most chumps are too fucking dumb to know that they're just a few letters away from Tim Johnson's true identity anyway. So who gives a fuck if it's Jim, Tim, Thompson, Johnson? But we fucking see you, Tim Johnson. Don't ever fuck with us, all right? Bitch, bitch. Um, no, I'm kidding. Love you. Tim, Jim, Johnson, Thompson. But to be fair, though, because Jeff always does talk about smelly and HR. Talk about HR sucking a cock. Sorry, Kelly. Smelly, Kelly, Jelly, Shelly, Shelly. Okay, so I swear this entire time, I thought that smelly in HR was actually Kelly in HR. So I guess there is some, it isn't, it is, it does protect a little bit of privacy. We are, I am a little dumb. Sometimes I don't always get it. But when I was younger, you know, if you didn't know a Kelly and you didn't taunt them by being like, Kelly's got smelly jelly in her belly. And then the Kellys would be like, well, do I have smelly jelly in there? And you're like, your fucking life is smelly jelly, bitch. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know. I'm telling you, these endorphins are like poison in my body. <laughs> no, my brain is poison in my body. Um, But anyways, Jeff slipped up last week and we find out that Kelly in HR slash Smelly in HR is actually Shelly. It's Shelly in HR. Of course it is, Shelly. So, sorry, Shelly and Tim, but the cat's out of the bag, bitch. Now, around this point, Jim Thompson, he got so fucking thirsty. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Jill Thompson. Jill Thompson. No, he just stormed out of the studio in a rage, obviously trying to drum up some attention, or maybe it was because he was so angry that Jeff kept on illegally advertising for brands that they have no contract with. I don't know. I don't know the real reasons people do things. I don't know their motives. Do you guys remember Yellowstone Bourbon, though? <laughs> that was like day one of Splash of Sass. That was the very beginning days when we still had Yellowstone Bourbon to fuck around with. And I don't think any other brand has offered to do a deal ever since. So to me, when I was watching this whole Tim Johnson, Jeff dynamic go down live on mic, to me, it seemed like Jeff was, I don't know, pushing the limits of unprofessional behavior in front of Tim Johnson, which is crazy. It's crazy because I'm pretty sure that's the exact reason that he gave us for why Brandy and Julie had to get fired. Because they were being unprofessional in front of Tim John, even though, even though I guess they did it one big time and Jeff just likes to do it a little bit all the motherfucking time. But that's, it's so different, right? It's so different.
because Jeff, he loves double chins and double standards. I don't know what to tell you. Also, what I do know what to tell you is that Brandy and Julie were on Heather's Juicy Scoop. Juicy Scoop. Don't forget that I submitted years ago, years ago, to Heather McDonald a new theme song because Jenny Pulo sings her Juicy Scoop theme song. And I was like, it needs a fucking rewrite. And so I'm not the bitch to just be like, hey, Heather, can I rewrite you a song? Like, nah, how about this? I'll just fucking send you one. Catch me outside. How about that? Catch me in the studio. How about that, bitch? And so my theme song was, it's time for Juicy, Juicy, Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald, with Heather McDonald. But obviously I want her to sing it because she loves singing and I love being a fool. So Brandy and Julie, this was their first time. They never, like, sometimes Heather, she makes little comments, whatever, as she should, because Jeff Lewis treated them all horribly, and they deserve to have a she-man, woman-man-hater club against him, because, again, like, you don't do that to friends, Jeff. Like, you, no matter what, that's just so awful that he lost Julie and Brandy as friends. I, I can't get into all of it. But um, they did say that, Brandy and Julie said that they tried to apologize when all of this was going down. And Jeff was like, they were so unprofessional with Jim Thompson. Fire them, fire them, burn them at the stake. And we were all like, wait, what? Burn them at the stake for one mistake? I don't think it works like that, babe. And so Julie and Brandy were like, not only did we try to apologize to Jeff, which he then, well, not only did we try to apologize, but we also got him some goddamn motherfucking caviar. We got that little worm some fish eggs because we thought they, I thought worms liked fish eggs. I don't fucking know. And so he's the, Jeff's a worm with a mustache. That's what it feels like sometimes. And so I love him, but I, I can, I see you. We see each other bitch and so and i love my brandy julie and miss heavy and so for brandy and julie to finally like clear something up and give us a detail this is what i'm saying jeff lewis always wants all of his listeners on his side 24 7 18 000 days a week and yet he tells us that he tells us he he tells us that he tells us the full story and then we hear details from other people that share that prove otherwise so you know what? We need a George, George. Ah, I was going to say Judge Lauren Lake back in the studio to bring that gavel down on Jeff. But um, I don't think George or Judge Lauren are going to do that because when you get paid $500 an hour to sit on in a studio and what the radio shows actually 40 minutes without commercials. So you get paid $500 for 40 minutes of just sitting there. And there's like four of you in the studio normally plus producers, everybody trying to talk. So you guys are getting paid for five minutes of airtime. Like it is crazy what he pays them. If I were Jeff, I would chop that fee in half. I'd pay people two fifty. That's still totally fair. That's such a good amount. Like 500. This is what I'm saying. Jeff always overdoes it and then gets mad because he overdoes it. And it's like, it's the same when with Jen Green, Amazon freebie paid her to be the producer. Jeff Lewis paid her an additional sum of money. He enhanced her salary just for funsies, just because he believed in her. Great. So did Amazon Freebie. That's why they hired her as a producer. And that's why they paid her a salary. Then Jeff gets so, so fucking angry at Jen Green and has completely tried to blow up her reputation and career, just like he does to all the other women. Yes. Where are the fucking men that he does this to? I don't fucking know, but I can name endless women. So it's just so crazy that he thinks He's in the clear with everything. He, he thinks his conscience is clear. He thinks his biggest battle in life is Gage. And I'm like, yeah, that's your biggest battle. But you have so many mini battles that you've created that are so much bigger to me when they add up that the Gage one seems kind of small. That seems like pennies compared to all of the fucking great friends that you lose along the way being a petty ass bitch. Like, and I'm sorry, I do love you, Jeff, and I won't harp on this, but yeah, just I would I would cut back how much you pay people, especially since you're paying so fucking much in lawyer fees. We found out today on Friday's episode. 
So, um, yeah, I'm just saying that for Jeff to be like, I tell you guys the full story and this is what happened. And then you leave out all these details and Brandy and Julie did try to apologize and even send him a lovely caviar, which is their version of orchids. Jeff loves to send people things when he fucks up and he thinks that will smooth it over. So Brandy and Julie were doing his love language to him. And instead of smoothing it over, he literally chopped it to smithereens. And so... To know that, like, now we have a fact. Now we have a fact, and we know that Julie and Brandy did try to apologize, and after that, Jeff went live on air and said that they never tried to apologize. So, Jeff, how about you clear up the fucking air on that? For the millionth time, air your dirty laundry? Great. If the if you air your dirty laundry and you get the air dirty, clear the air back up, bitch. Love ya. All right. So then they talk about Fortune's wife, Jax, her old hometown buddy, Madonna, this little little girl next door, you know, named Madge. <laughs> Remember the um pregnant Barbie named Midge? <laughs> Was she in the Barbie movie? I don't remember her. She needs her own spinoff, Midge. Justice for Midge. And now on to Madge the Vag. Um, so apparently, apparently, Fortune's wife, Jax, yeah, they she went to the same high school as Madonna. And Jeff was like, oh my God, did Jax know Madonna back then? And do you like my Jeff impression, by the way? <laughs> Could not be further from what he actually sounds like. And Fortune was like, does anyone really know Madonna? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's just trying to go on with the shitty impressions. Um, Fortune was like, does anyone really know Madonna? And Megan was like, she's an enigma. She's an enigma. And the way that Megan said enigma, I just throw through. It just threw my brain right into Erica Jane's, as she said in her housewife tagline. I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle. <laughs> I feel like Erica Jane, she would be on the gay cruise as the performer in the Trump horror movie. And even if she knew that the chefs, even if she was in on it and she knew that the chefs were the ones killing people and then serving, chopping up the bodies and then serving it to the other guests on the gay cruise, she would still fucking eat that food. She would eat that mashed potatoes with toes in it. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> That's what Jeffrey Dahmer's serving for dinner. <laughs> mashed potatoes. It was such a creepy laugh. I've been so obsessed with mashed potatoes this winter with my OCD. I, I'm telling you, I don't have Jeff's cleanliness thing. I wish I had that. I fucking wish I won the cleanliness lottery. Instead, I just get on these obsessive sites. I can fucking eat mashed potatoes all day, every day. Never tempt me with a good time. And yes, leave a fucking lump in, okay? I want to lump some and I want lumps in my taters. Potato, potatoes. Okay, so um, Jeff Lewis, the extended hour. <clears throat> woof, woof. Oh my god, talk about hell in a handbasket. All right, so obviously, obviously, guys, as listeners, beloved listeners, whatever, we won't let Jeff Lewis flop. Okay, we'll never let him flop as a whole. The channel flopped for sure. Holy fucking flipping out. That That is crazy to me that SiriusXM botched this so bad. Look, I'm not a marketing genius. I'm not anything. But I don't even need, I don't need hindsight on this situation to tell these SiriusXM executives that the right decision from the beginning would have been having an after show directly after the Jeff Lewis live show and have it on Radio Andy to garner even more of an audience and shape the format of what you want the after show to look like and then subsequently what you want the channel to look like and then from there once the after show starts to become successful on its own then you move it over to Jeff's entire own channel and then you have those co-hosts some of those that you've been working the circuit and having them be on the show whatever to get us listeners familiar with them then you start giving them shows ba 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 you get a show you get a show instead of starting with Julian Brandy you run you're doing three shows a week three new shows of content a week Dr. Donna you got a week like it just it was all too much too fast fast times at Ridgemont High okay Sirius XM has been Ridgemont High the past year and they've been moving way too fast they need to chill the fuck out take a xanax you need to calm down and 
yeah, you should have baby stepped that shit. And it sh- instead of Benjamin but Benjamin buttoning whatever the fuck you're doing right now, that's how it should have started. Jeff Lewis live extended, not the Jeff Lewis extended hour. It's everything is so confusing about it. And if I were Jeff, I would be meeting with Spotify executives tomorrow, yesterday, yesterday. But what do I know? I do know that Jameson, Jameson, Jerry Duty, Jerry Duty, Jerry Duty, blackmail, papa. You know that scene from the Grinch I'm talking about. Jim Carrey version. He's sorting the mail. It's an iconic scene. I think about it anytime I'm just like in a fury trying to sort something. Jerry Duty. That movie's in my top three. Okay, so everybody goes around telling their jury duty stories, and Jeff's like, I defer that shit every year. And Megan's like, I throw that shit away. And I was like, fuck, am I in breach of the law? Because I don't do either. I don't defer, and I don't throw shit away. I just don't open my mail. (laughs) I'm one of those. I'm one of those. If I have a stack of mail, my impulse everything in my body is like walk to the dumpster right now and just chuck it the fuck in like nothing good has come in the mail since i was 10 years old getting a birthday card from the grandma that stopped sending them like i just i don't need mail it's always bad news betty i always have to pay people shit i don't i don't like it so like how do you know how do you know if you've been called for jury duty how do you, what do you, they were like, you can be arrested if you keep on avoiding it. How do you know, what if you're evading the law, but you don't even know you're evading it? You're just a criminal without a cause. Um, My mom, though, she was on a murder case. I don't know if you're supposed to tell this. I feel like it's probably breach of something. I don't know, but they convicted the fella. They convicted, he's, he's in prison for a lifetime now for a little stab stab in a nightclub. And I was like, damn, ma. Damn, my, you're turning fellas into felons? How you feel about that? She was like, pretty good, because that's one less person to stab you, little lady, when you're out in that club shaking your tush. <laughs> you guys, all you need to know is anything I say, take it the complete opposite. I'm sure you picked up on that by now. But if that's the accent I give to my mom, just know that she's, it's the complete opposite. She's probably sounds a little more like, get in there and slap him on the tush. <laughs> somewhere in between all right so megan weaver she'll be alone this valentine's day her boo ben boo ben um he moved out for a lifetime movie a lifetime movie and meanwhile uh chaz's assistant jaren could be the fucking subject of a lifetime movie oh my a horror one a horror lifetime movie because we learn he has hundreds hundreds 468 to be exact i believe of ariel dolls ariel dolls the more they said ariel i kept on thinking like ariel dolls like like marionettes almost and they were like in the sky like fly like dolls that could like fly that had a little kite attached to their back or something <laughs> or like the gi joes with the parachute and he taught those are fun uh get them at like a dave and busters jeff hasn't talked about that place in a while it sounds like it sounds like after friday's episode he could use a fun day at dnb's so i'm just saying that these aerial dolls yeah that was creepy enough to think they were flying then to find out that they're all just of one mermaid (laughs) it's not even like he has um he's he just loves mermaid dolls it's like all the same it's like single white femaleing ariel like i feel like he's gonna start showing up and be like "I, i can't talk unless i'm under the sea under the sea but um, that could also be a chump horror movie set, you guys. If they don't want to, if Liz Rome does not want to direct on a cruise, a cruise ship director, <laughs> if she wants to pass up that role of a lifetime, then how about we just go to Jaren's bedroom? Jaren's bedroom, okay, where 468 Ariel, the mermaid, the little mermaid dolls are staring back at you. That is terrifying. Now, Chaz Dean went on a tirade against hair dryers. He wants to lead a whole, like, blowout revolution. Like, oh my god, you guys are cooking chicken on your heads when you use them. Or, I don't know, I guess if you use a blow dry, a regular one on high heat, it cooks your hair. Just like if you put a chicken in an oven, it cooks it. Yeah, that's the point. We want it cooked, all right? 
Now, what Chaz doesn't realize, so he came out with this new revolutionary hair dryer that's really just a setting lower on the heat scale. And so you just have to do do the blow drying even longer. I'm like, Chaz, you have you ever blow dried your own hair and had it? Have you ever had hair that rests right above your ass crack and you have to blow dry that shit alone? Have you? Have you, Chaz Dean? Because if you would, then you'd probably say your hair dryer. If I was on Shark Tank, I'd be like, next, next, thank you, next. Because if I have to wait any longer for this hair to dry, like, my arm is already exhausted. I already have to go to the gym just to fucking work out my arms enough so that I have the strength to blow dry my hair. I'm telling you, it gets, it's the same position. I have to switch arms. I'm like Amy Dextrous doing it. Amy Dextrous. And so unless Chaz Dean is sending free weights along with his hairdryer so that we can tone up our arms and preparation so that we're conditioned and ready to be able to blow dry our hair for 45 fucking minutes, that just sounds exhausting. Also, on top of that, I feel like Chaz Dean is thinking way too SoCal. He's thinking in a way too SoCal state of mind. Meanwhile, over in New England, you think I use my hairdresser for just my hair? For just the hair on top of my head? Ew, I'm like, I was, I gotta get the puss hair too. Oh my god, can you imagine? Can you imagine if uh, Chaz Dean, he sold not just a hairdryer, but it came with a mini hairdryer too for your pubes? <laughs> Do they have those pube dryers? That could be an entire market. That is an untapped market. You are fucking welcome, Chaz Dean. I will take one of your free hair dryers that I don't have the strength to use <laughs> for coming up with that idea. Um, No, but in New England, when it's really fucking cold or anywhere, anywhere, if you're just cold, if you're just a cold person, Using a blow dryer all over your body, even just putting it down your pants for a few minutes. Oh my God. Feel the breeze on your knees, you guys. It is delightful. So for Chaz Dean to be like, throw that shit away and get my cold air. I don't, I don't want cold air. I'm already cold enough, bitch. I'm cold hearted. I got cold. Everything's about me's cold. I need some warmth. I need the high. I put my fucking flat iron. I put my hair straightener on my arm sometimes and I just straighten down my arm to warm it up. <laughs> it's it's actually, I have used my straightener to iron clothes before because it is a hair iron. It, why not a clothes iron as well? Sometimes when you're in a pinch, you make everyday items multifunctional. It's fun. It's fun. Try it. So then Chaz Dean, we find out that he's adopting a new puppy as of Tuesday. You guys, I swear, I swear, I thought we were in the point of this world where Chaz Dean was naming his new dog. <laughs> I thought he was naming his dog Yes. Yes. Because Jeff was like, did you already pick out the name? And Chaz was like, Yes. And the way that he said it, just like the tone that he used, it, it sounded like that was the dog's name. Yes. And I wouldn't be shocked if that ends up being the name. Oh, no. Isn't it like a river runs through? That's what he decided on. I don't know. But Chaz was saying how he was watching this specific litter of puppies grow. And all I could think is, how rude is that? How rude is that? That we call a group of puppies a litter. A litter. As if it's fucking trash on a street corner that no one could even find a home for. A litter is trash that couldn't find a home. And now you're calling these puppies that are desperately trying to call a home, you're calling them trash? Litter? It's rude. It's fucking rude. What do we call cats? A gaggle of cats? A caboodle of cats? Oh, a litter. It, oh, well, all right. So cats are trash too. Rude. Rudo. Moving on to the Thursday episode, we had Aaron Dana Lichi, Martini Baby, and Joey Zhao. Zoo. Zhao. Zoo. I'm Zazu. Zazu. Come on, Simba. No, Joey Zhao Zig, motherfucking, motherfucking. So Jeff asks Aaron about the rumors, the rumors and the nastiness. No, really just the rumors about Roni season 15. 
And I guess it's been reported maybe Luann and Sonia could potentially be mixing in with some of the new cast. And Jeff, Aaron, Joey, everyone in the studio, they all agreed that it would be awful. Awful. Aaron was like, it'd be them versus us. The old dogs with the salty new bitches. And... I was just like, Aaron, Aaron, baby, baby Goyle, baby squirrel, you gotta check yourself, okay? You'd be so fucking lucky, lucky to have some of those OGs back onto your cast, all right? And you know what? I would rather have the old cast. We can just get rid of the whole entire, sorry, Aaron, sorry, babe, but it's just after reflecting on this newest season, I would rather see Luann, Sonia, Kelly, Jill, Jill, even Barbara. Barbara with the toolbox? Are you kidding me? Barbara, oh my God. Barbara with the butch vibe. I loved Barbara. I loved Babs. Barbie. She's Barbie for life. Um. So yeah, I just, I just can't, for Aaron to be like, that would never, fuck that. Bitch, if they tell you that Luann and Sonya are going to be on your cast, find a way to make it work. You better find a way to make it work because first of all, it would work if they went up with Jenna. I could see Luann and Jenna Lyons being friends and I could see Sonya being friends with the new girl. Like it's not about age. Okay. And it wouldn't be about you versus them. There's always new people and there's always old people on this cast. Okay. So it was just wild. Like, Aaron, 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 check your attitude, girl. Again, you would be so lucky if they graced your fucking cast. Okay? So then Joey Zauzig spoke, and I was like, what, what, what the f- Did Chaz Dean just come back? Did Ch- I? We've talked about this before, but not enough. Not enough, because... Joey Zauzig and Chaz Dean both have extremely distinct voices. Unique, if you will. Unique. We know that Jeff's a unique guy. He loves other guys with unique qualities. So what are the chances that two people with such, such distinct, unique voice tones are running in the exact same circle? It's so weird. It's crazy. So... I'm just saying I've never seen Chaz and Joey in a room together, so we have questions. Okay, so then Patrick and Paul offered Erin a free coffee reading when they saw her in the SiriusXM hallways. My advice, Erin, don't do it. Don't do it, girlfriend. You guys, I wish that I could be an advocate for Patrick and Paul, but I'm telling you from experience, again, maybe this was just my personal experience that they just managed to get every single prediction wrong, but it wasn't even that they got it wrong. It was like the complete opposite happened. So I don't know if he was still getting used to reading these cups or what the fuck happened. If there was just a twist of fate in my life, which is just my luck, just my luck that a, coffee reader tells me I'm going to have these amazing things happen and then literally had the worst shit. So, which is, it's fine. It's all fine. Right. But would I ever recommend anybody to spend 80 to a hundred dollars on this shit? Hell fucking no, not with my personal experience. So it's just crazy that Jeff keeps pushing it. I'm like, Jeff, do real, do all of your readings really come true? Cause now I'm kind of feeling like it's like this, um, Chloe, the like wasn't that uh the psychic chloe or cleopatra or something i don't i feel like it was a psychic chloe and she miss chloe right yeah miss chloe and i ain't talking kardashian so miss chloe it was a scam it was all a scam you know and i think for jet like i think with these things sometimes it can be a hit or a miss and i'm just like really jeff everybody that you know in all of your readings they've all been hits and then I just happened to get the miss like I don't know I don't know it's just when you smell a scam see it say it see a scam say a scam if you see something say something great okay so Jeff talks about speed dating and he's basically recruited an army at this point at this point which is hilarious because this is a actual speed dating event that's run by a third party and it's through Eventbrite. Like you can buy tickets on Eventbrite. So there's obviously a capacity and a limited number of tickets. But at this point, Jeff Lewis has purchased half of the tickets <laughs> for either friends, chumps, or people that he's trying to convince to go at the last second. I don't even know. So I'm like, Jeff, you do realize that now that you've announced it on the radio and everything, 
everybody that's showing up plus all the people that you're bringing 90% of them are going to be chumps. So you're all going to end up dating each other. You guys are all going to fucking end up dating each other. So let's see who's going to end up with whom I'm going to predict because they're, this is what they're going to go to the speed dating event. It's literally going to be all chumps. So all of a sudden Jeff's going to be talking to Michael Beck across the room and be like, wait, I guess I've never seen you in this lighting before. Even though by see you in this lighting, they really mean it's pitch black in there because especially if it's a gay speeding speed dating event, not only that, but one that Jeff Lewis is attending, you know that he's going to show up early and have Shane unscrew all the light bulbs in the place. <laughs> no, that actually be worse because then people would use their iPhone lights. I could see, especially you never know the age range going on in that speed dating. So like some of the elders, they they're like, I can't see the floorboards and they put on their flashlight for the iPhone. And that light is worse than any fluorescent shit you could ever imagine. I'm telling the iPhone light is petrifying. All right. So I'm just going to say Michael Beck and Jeff, Perhaps they're going to be dating after this. Chaz Dean and Oscar, most definitely going to be dating after this. Doug Buden and I don't know who else was going. Uh, whoever else. Wh whatever. I'm just saying there. it's going to be a chump incest event. And <laughs> I really do think Chaz Dean and Oscar could make a really good couple because Chaz is very um, sentimental, right? Or like, uh, uh, what's that word? Sensitive. Sure, that one. And so was Oscar. And I think they could emotionally be in love with each other. All right. Moving on to the Friday episode. We had Tom Arnold. Hey, Arnold. Move it, football head. And Monica Casey. Hello, Casey. I speak well. I'm telling you, if you're like, what the fuck is this bitch doing? I'm just letting words fly out of my mouth because the endorphins are flying through my veins. I can't help it. I'm on one. It almost is like I'm on meth, but I'm not. It's like natural. I'm, my life is just natural meth. Speaking of meth, um, the queen of meth is Tom Arnold's sister. Now, queen of mesh, there's a documentary on it. And basically, I'm so sorry. I forget her actual name. That's awful. But she... Yes, we get it. She she sold meth and uh, Lori, Lori, I was I was trying to buy some time as I looked it up. Um, we loved your story, Lori. <laughs> Meet me down at the Lori, Lori. Well, a Lori is definitely some type of uh, fisherman thing. What's a Lori? A heavy, a large heavy motor vehicle for uh, it's a truck. A Lori's a truck? I didn't think that. I thought it had something to do with the sea. Took the Chevy to the lorry, but the lorry was a truck. <laughs> What's a levy? We don't have time for this. Okay, so queen of meth. I, I really, it does feel like I'm on meth sometimes. Um... I just want to say, because in this documentary, she, Lori Arnold, is like, I just am sad a little because I feel like all anyone will ever know me for is being the queen of meth. And I just want to say, Miss Lori Arnold, from one girl to another, from one puss to another, uh, we love you. We love you. I love anybody who's honest and tells their story and is trying to genuinely better themselves. So I know that I just forgot your actual name and only knew you as Queen of Meth, but I'm just saying you won't only be known as Queen of Meth. You are now forever in my mind, Lori the Truck. Lori the truck. I never, I, it was because of you, Lori Arnold, that I learned that lorries are trucks. So thank you for all the education you have taught me. Now, speaking of education, holy fucking shit. Jeff and Tom and Monica, they are all, could teach, they have degrees. They have degrees in divorce and complicated relationships and co-parenting. And as someone, if you've listened to this podcast, you know, I don't need to tell you, but you are, for any newbies out there, I am at a stage in life at 32 years old where I have to make critical decisions about my future and what I want for it. However, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. I feel like Ariana on Vanderpump Rules where she's like, I never wanted kids. And then I met somebody and now I, I think I might want kids because he would be such a good partner. That's how I feel right now. I've only had Tom Sandoval's Sandoval's in my life. So it's like, yeah, maybe I'm very open to the idea that 
uh, my mind can change. However, however, to be at this critical point in time and always have this in the back of my mind and then hear episodes like today, today on Jeff Lewis, where he spent $45,000 fighting Gage in court for one week. Holy fucking shit. What do, what do we? Oh my God. And then to hear Tom Arnold's stories and Monica, I, 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 I want to be single with my cats forever. <sighs> So that's what I shall do. Um, yeah, it was a doozy of an episode. I mean, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? It's it's all sounds awful, and I swear I am so annoyed that Gage and Jeff aren't open to the idea of just doing some goddamn motherfucking Iowanda. I I Iowanda Rwanda. No. Just fucking do some crazy drugs and fall in love with each other as co-parents and end the bullshit. And it'll probably cost a lot less to get a guy to take you to the Amazon forest and eat some toad venom and have this huge revelation that's clearly needed on at least one of their parts. And that person's name might rhyme with rage. Rage. I don't know. I like to think things rhyme for a reason, okay? Crazy Amy, it kind of slightly rhymes for a fucking reason. We get it. But yeah, I'm just saying that taking that whole trip to the Amazon forest, hiring a somebody to watch Monroe for that one week, whatever, all of those costs, all the costs for that Amazon trip to, to take Iowanda. I think I bet you can do it in LA now. I bet there's toad factories where they're gathering the poison. I bet Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, he probably in Austin, Texas is running a fucking toad factory collecting all the venom. I don't know. This is all alleged. I don't know people. I don't know what you do in your fucking spare time, Rogan. So, um, yeah, I'm just saying do drugs and love people or don't do drugs and don't love people. It's your choice, kids. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What an awful message. But, um, yeah, we just have to have a little fun, you know, because it's a, it's a little too heavy. So we're keeping things light and airy, all right? With our clean air over here, Jeff. Because if I fuck something up and I air dirty laundry that then had to be cleared up, I would do it. I would do it. So justice for Julie, Brandy, Emma, everybody that's... Anyone who's been wrongly treated by Jeffrey Lewis, you get a trip to the Amazon. You get a trip to the Amazon. You're all going to the Amazon. That is Jeff's final, final peace offering to all of these people. We're gathering up all of his enemies and we're going to suck toad poison and we're all going to leave there feeling so happy and loving each other and so understanding of everybody's struggles and qualms in life. Who's with me? Woo! Or whatever, just do your method and spend 50 grand a week for funsies. All right, for all of you guys, I love you, 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 you so fucking much. I'd take you to the Amazon if I could. I do Iowanda with you, ayahuasca. All right, what's, all right, I'm not getting into everything. The episode's over. We'll be back next week, motherfuckers. I love you guys so much. Have the best week ever. I love you. Bye. Splash, 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 spl